Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. I want to talk to us today about what being in the glory does to us. How does it actually change us? We can't come Sunday after Sunday and have an encounter with God, but nothing changes from Monday to Saturday. We have to be in a place where we encounter God. The first scripture is 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, and it was so amazing. It's in the scriptures of what we're just saying. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. So there's a process when you come into contact with the presence of God that you change. Say, I'm going to change. Gonna change. I've, not I've not arrived. Why are we a bit quiet about saying that? Do you think you have arrived? If you think you've arrived, then you are really in trouble. God still wants to do something with us. From glory to glory. So whatever you have at the moment that God has already changed, it's only a start. God is going to do more. Let's look at the same scripture in the message. Whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, so we have truly been saying, God, we want an encounter with you where we feel like Moses did at the burning bush, like Moses did on the mountain and he received from you. And he says, whenever they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are face to face. God wants to meet with you face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence not a piece of chiseled stone and when God is personally present a living spirit that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete and that's the difference between a religion and serving God is that we have an encounter with a living God and each one of us experiences God differently it's like he's your personal God and he has a relationship with you and it's not the same for each one of us. It's the same person, but he reflects different parts of him to each of us. Each one of us is experiencing the presence of God differently. And to experience that, I want to encourage you to make sure you use music as part of your prayer time. Okay? Don't only read your Bible. Don't only pray. Put some worship on and saying, I'm here to encounter you, God. I'm here to leave all of the old religious things. The, the constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. For the world, Christianity is a set of rules. For us, Christianity is an encounter. For us, Christianity is seeing God face to face. 
We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of His face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. Jesus was up on the mountain before He went to the cross. And He was transfigured because of His intimacy with God. And the Bible says, just like that, the presence of God transfigures us into another level, into another place. And people will see the change. Oh, yen Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of His face. And so we are transfigured much like Moses, much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives. And we become like him. God is saying, I want to change you. Hear that in your spirit. That God says, whatever box you've put yourself into, I'm here to unlock it. I'm here to change you. If you're an introvert, I promise you God's going to change you to an extrovert. If you are somebody that's obnoxious and so loud that people don't want to be around you, God's going to put a gentle edge on that. God is in the process of taking us from glory to glory. <laughs> Every time we encounter the presence of God, we should walk out changed. It's not about an experience. It's not about a feeling. It's not about the goosebumps. It's not about the tears. It's about the transfiguration. Oh, yeah. Gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like Him. Salvation is a moment. I'm encountering God. I give my life to God. I am now saved and I'm serving God and I'm on my way to heaven. But this process of sanctification is a process and God is saying, I want to partner with you in changing you. I want to change you. Malachi 3 says this, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant. So he's talking about Jesus and about John that comes before him. Well, the, the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For will he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Unfortunately... How does refining happen? In the fire. Okay? So if you're going through the fire, understand God's busy with the refining. <laughs> Whatever is coming out, is coming out to stay away. Okay? Doesn't help that the fire comes and you don't take off what is floating up. Okay? When the purifying fire of God burns on you. It's like, okay, God, what must stay behind? I must come out of this process without what? 
What of Hannes, the old man, the man who served only himself, must stay behind during this fire? He will sit as a refiner's fire and purifier of silver, and he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by, as in the former years. So a process of refining leads again to a process of offering. It's not Anas 1 verse 1. It is Malachi 3. Let's turn to Zechariah 13. And it shall come to pass in all that land, says the Lord, that two-thirds shall be cut off and die, but one-third shall be left in it. You know, there's a process that not everybody is going to be able to walk the process. Not everybody is going to step to the fullness of what God has. But God says there's a third, there's a remnant, there's a front line, there's a piece that is going to go into another level. And that part, but the one third shall be left in it and I will bring the one third through the fire. I will refine them as silver is refined. And test them as gold is tested. Oh, Lord Jesus, burn away whatever doesn't belong in my life. Instead of praying about needs, we should be praying, God, remove everything in my life that needs to be removed before you need to put the fire on. <laughs> Lord, I submit and I'll give up those things that are important to me. Before you have to come and burn them away. Because it's going to be now when you have to come. <laughs> I'll rather do it willingly. I'll bring the one third through the fire. I will refine them as silver is refined. And test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say this is my people. And each one will say this is my Lord. God is busy with a process of saying, I need people to shine brighter. I need people to come to another level. I need people to experience all of what I have. Not just sort of little bit. And there's a process in it. We all know the story very well, but I'll still ask it. How does the silversmith know that the silver is pure? When he can see his own reflection in it. When God sees us in, or sees himself in us. When God sees himself in the way we react to trouble. Then we are beginning to respond in the refiner's fire. When we really respond in a way that Jesus would respond. Some years ago, everybody wore the uh, armband that said, what would Jesus do? And the question still is, do we see Jesus in our reactions? Do we react the way that God does? We all cry out for an encounter. We all cry out for the presence of God. Do we understand that the presence of God is a refining fire? It changes. It is not going to leave you the same way that you came into it. We all want the experiences. We all want 
the moment with God. God is saying, I want to take you into a place where everything changes. Where all your priorities shift. Where everything there will be in another place. Then Ephesians 4, and I'll read it in two translations, verse 31 and 34. 31 and 32. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Stop, and the same one in the Living Bible, stop being mean, bad-tempered, and angry. Quarreling, harsh words, and dislike of others should have no place in your lives. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God has forgiven you, because you belong to Christ. You see, whenever a church begins to take new ground, and I'm not talking about physical ground, there's no doubt that there's an anointing on frontline at the moment and on the church worldwide to step into another realm. Then Satan says, okay, how am I going to stop this? How am I going to cause confusion? How am I going to keep control of people that I've controlled for 20, 30, 40 years? And he brings out all the worst in us. I better not ask who's been cross with me during the move. Because uh, <laughs> I won't ask on whose toes have I stepped as I changed priorities and leave this, do that. And why isn't that being done? <laughs> liar um, in the process of change Satan says oh here's gaps just like the burglars who came and burgled here they were watching okay when is there a vulnerable time oh the second day after they moved in I don't think all of their alarm systems work yet I don't think everything is right yet I see there's not a lot of light yet and they came and burgled but I know that in the spirit, that same opening is there. That same pleasure is saying, okay, things are changing. I can make the people upset about being outside. I can make the people upset about the fans or anything. And I'm not saying if you complain about something that's wrong, that you're in the wrong spirit. I'm just saying that if it gets your heart upset, being here early to pack out things that we used to just be able to walk and switch on, now we have to carry and switch and pack away and do all kinds of changes. It's just for a period, but it opens the door. And Satan is saying, how can I use this time to distract? How can I bring disunity? How can I bring hurt? How can I stop what God is doing? But God says, hang on. My refiner's fire is burning. <laughs> Hang on. I'm busy with something here. Watch what I'm doing. So we need to make sure that we don't partner up with Satan. Okay, now why has it got so quiet? We need to make sure that we don't partner up with Satan in saying things about people and by what we're saying, we're putting them in a box. Hmm, who can I pick on? I'll pick on my wife. Just be strong for a moment. 
if <laughs> if I say she's got a bad temper and she never listens and she's just hurtful, and I say she always does this, I've put a box in her. And you know what? She'll start reacting the way I say. She'll start behaving. The psychologists have often done tests where they put a label on somebody's head that they can't see. So they say fun-loving or grumpy or athletic or any label they put on people and they start treating them as a label. We even know about the one time when they made a big scene about somebody that was a genius. He had one of the highest IQs in the world. And he went and did incredible things and built a big empire. And then they came back and said, no, sorry, we made a mistake. You actually don't have that higher IQ. It was somebody else. But just because they said he got it, he performed in it. So make sure you don't put labels on people. Oh, they are going to again do this and this and this. Make sure you don't put labels of negative things on your children or members of the church or the leadership because that label sticks and carries weight in the supernatural. So that's why God says no negative speaking, no skinner, no dropping of little hints. It's got quiet in here. At least one person is agreeing. Everybody talks about that God has a plan for you. His first plan is to refine you. <laughs> His first plan before the big things that you're going to do and the stuff you're going to achieve is a plan to change you. Focus on that plan and the other things will come and follow. Don't focus on, oh, well, I'm going to build a big church or I'm going to do this or that. Millions or billions or whatever other things you want to focus on. Focus on what did God say about changing me. Oh, yeah. God's transformation power is greater than anything we know. So if you say somebody can't change, they've done this 10 years ago, they did it 5 years ago, they did it 20 years ago, you are saying that God can't change anybody. You are saying that the fire of God can't change that situation. So I'm saying, Church of God, start seeing people through the eyes of Jesus. Start seeing what God sees. Because He has forgiven us, He doesn't look at our mess-ups. He doesn't look at our sin. He looks at our potential. He looks at what He can do with us. Frontline is going through a stage of rapid growth. And so it will have to be a period of rapid change. For us to contain what God is doing here, the leadership has to evolve. The leadership has to transfigure. The members has to transfigure and say, God, we're stepping up to the call that you have for Frontline. Never, ever, ever build yourself up by pushing somebody else down. You don't need to do that ever. Because God is lifting all of us up. God sees all of us on another planet. He sees all of us in another realm. He sees all of us in another process. You don't ever have to push anybody down. Oh, This building is under construction. 
So you could walk around here and saying that wall's not painted and we're sitting on the outside and this is fading and there's some dirt there. You can find a million faults with this building. Do you agree? And in the same way, you can find a million faults with me or anybody else here. But this building is not going to stay the same. <laughs> Who knows that this is busy changing? Who sees God's transformation at this very place? If a year from now you come here and it's still the same, I'm not going to be happy. Does anybody say it? <laughs> Thank you, Michael, for the signage and things that changed this week and the plumbing and I was away, but so many things changed. And I want to say what you see on the building changing on the outside, there's more stuff changing that you don't see. Plumbing and electrical and stuff that is all hidden. And exactly the same with us. When you see a change on the outside, a lot of stuff has changed on the inside. God is working on the inside. God is saying, come on, each one of you. Come and stand here. Let me change you. Let me bring you into that transfigure. Let's go back to that um, Zechariah, I think. Yes. Or even uh, we'll go into Malachi 3. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. And that's talking about me and you as, as his temple. The messenger of the covenant. Whom you desire will come. So we've been praying for God to show us who he is. To pitch up in the service. To be here in a great way. But as we do, he says, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold or silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness and the offerings will be acceptable unto the Lord. So I am seeing God changing each one of us. We sing here quite often. I hear the chains falling. That means God is busy changing us on the inside. That means the very thing that defined who you were doesn't define you anymore. People might have called you something for all of your life. And Satan loves putting um, labels on us. And say to you, you can't break free. It's in your family. It's in your history. It's because of this or that. But I want to bring you a message today that God is not finished. God is not finished. God is not finished with any of us. None of us here has arrived. None of us has gone through the fire, finished. We are all in the process of being refined. So when you pursue the glory, we talk about the Shekinah glory over the last couple of weeks, understand that you're not only going to experience it and see it and feel it, you are going to transform. You're going to change as you come into the presence of God. And the reason we seek the presence of God is for that very change. For Him to take us to a place where we've never been before. Yes. 
in the 1980s movie Grease, Olivia Newton-John sang, you better shape up because I need a man. And she sang it to John Travolta. And I believe God is singing that same song over you. You better shape up because I need you on the next level. You better come to that place of what is all in you. You better shape up because God needs you. God is wanting to affect the broken. God is wanting to reach into the hurting. God is wanting to touch the untouchable by using you. So never ever discount you. Well, I've got too much sin. I've messed up too many times. I've made too many mistakes. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm a male or I'm a female. Whatever reason you can think of. Satan uses them all on all of us. You're not unique when he tells you you can't be used. Step up. Saying, God, do with this broken vessel. Do with this one who's made so many mistakes. Do what you can. Take it and make something beautiful. Because that's what he specializes in. Taking our broken lives and making something amazing out of it. Lord Jesus, we pray for the transfiguration. Yes, come worship team. Let's sing the song again about seeing him face. Can we do it without Logan? Yeah. Yeah, let's sing again about being, seeing him face to face and allowing him to change us. And I want you to as you are in that place, say, God, what must change? And make it part of your prayer for the next while. Don't only pray for others, but pray for yourself, not only your needs, but for your process, for what God needs to do with you in this time. Because God says, I want to do something great. I want to reset your values. I want to bring everything to a new place. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website, www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.